I've been able to earn a certain level of success and become a multimillionaire and one of the top producers in my industry. And my businesses consistently earn seven and eight figures. And of course, I've been able to do all of that by doing all of the regular best practices stuff. But there are specifically five weird things that aren't normal that have contributed to me becoming wildly successful. They probably won't work for you and more than likely you won't do them anyways. But just in case, I'll share them with you on this video coming up. This video is brought to you by Flipster, the nation's number one real estate software with tools for finding, funding, and flipping houses. Check it out now at getflipster.com. If this is your first time here, my name is Jerry Norton and I've been a full-time real estate investor now for almost 18 years. Amongst other things, I specialize in flipping houses all across the country and I've helped thousands of new investors get into the game of flipping and create six-figure and even seven-figure incomes. If you specifically want to learn how to flip houses so you can live your dream life, be sure to subscribe to my channel and click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. In my career and with my businesses, I consistently earn millions of dollars a year, so therefore I know what I'm talking about and you should do precisely what I say so that you too can have the exact same level of success. What I'm saying is if you do these five weird things I'm about to tell you, you will have an amazing business with money coming out of your ears without having to work ever again, a hot wife who overlooks all of your flaws and adores you, perfectly well-behaved kids, and not just one or two, but 10 like me. You'll have all of the material possessions you could ever accumulate, including a green Lamborghini, all of that. Plus, if you do what I'm gonna tell you, You'll be an influencer on social media so you can get fake validation from complete strangers. And what could be cooler than that? Let's get started. The first weird thing that has made me a millionaire is to detox from material possessions for one year and then again as often as needed. I'm talking about getting rid of all of your possessions and living like a minimalist for one year, not a month or even six months. That's not enough. You won't learn the necessary lessons that will stick with you once you go back to acquiring stuff again. It takes a full year. Now, I did this eight years ago in 2013, and it completely transformed my life, my business, and my finances. I took my wife and at the time six kids, and we lived in an RV full-time for one year. Now, at the time, I was very materially driven. I thought stuff was important. I used the big house and boats and cars and stuff to prove to myself and everyone else that I was successful and it mattered way too much in my life and was really interfering with my spirituality and my ability to connect on a more meaningful level with the people that mattered to me. And it definitely interfered with my ability to focus on my businesses. Luckily, I listened to the small voice inside my head and I sold my 8,000 square foot house on 80 acres. I sold my boat, my cars, and all of my possessions. All we had left was a single storage unit. That was it, and whatever we could fit in the RV. Now I want you to try, try to imagine living in an RV full-time with six kids. There isn't a greater definition of minimalism than that. And guess what happened? That year in the RV was my greatest year in business up until that point, and I hardly worked, maybe 20 hours a week tops, and my businesses exploded. That's when I learned how to flip houses virtually. That's when I came up with my software idea, Flipster. That's when I learned how to get my team to do all of the heavy lifting in my businesses. And most importantly, once I freed up all of the brain space by not having stuff to manage, I had so much clarity and purpose and focus and calmness. 
and peace. I can't tell you how liberating it was to be free of things. And the reason why this minimalism is so powerful is because willpower or decision-making is finite. There's only so much of it available in a given day. And so by removing all of the decision-making things from your life, you can operate at a much higher efficiency. And the reason why doing this is often extremely beneficial to a lot of entrepreneurs is because entrepreneurs are high achievers and that usually means they're consumed by stuff and the accumulation of stuff. If you're not, you either have no ambition in life or you're a liar. And so learning how to not allow stuff to occupy your brain space will free you to do much more important things like, I don't know, grow a business. Here's how that year in 2013 when I lived like a gypsy in an RV has impacted my life eight years later now that I have stuff again. I strictly follow two rules when acquiring material possessions. Rule number one, if I can't pay cash for it, I don't acquire it. And two, if I can't hire someone else to manage it and take care of it, I don't acquire it. Here's what this looks like for me. First, I have two personal assistants, one for business and one for personal, who take care of everything for me in my life and business, from scheduling appointments to bookkeeping to insurances to paying bills to booking flights to scheduling dentists, everything. Next, for my house in Puerto Rico, I have a full-time cleaning person who comes to my house every single day. Why? I don't want to spend my time cleaning a big house, and I don't want my wife to do that either. She was made for better things too. Do you know how amazing it is to have someone else make my bed every day and have all of my socks perfectly matched in my sock drawer? I never wear socks because I live in Puerto Rico. I wear flip-flops, but if I ever did want to wear socks, I don't have to spend 45 minutes looking for a match. You guys with kids know what I'm talking about. Now, I also have a full-time handyman groundskeeper. This is a really big one for me. I don't own any tools and I don't want to spend any brain space whatsoever taking care of my house or my yard or my stuff. My handyman works full time just taking care of my property, my vehicles, my golf carts, the pool, everything right down to changing a light bulb. Do you know how incredible it is to get in my 15 passenger van and it's detailed and the boogers are wiped off the windows and it's full of gas and looks like a brand new car? It's amazing. I also have a runner who deposits checks at the bank, goes to Costco, takes us to the airport, gets me fish tacos from my favorite restaurant down the street, or anything else I ask him to do. And since I have 10 kids and we homeschool, we also have a full-time live-in nanny because I don't want to change poopy diapers. I have two kids still in diapers, and the main reason why I became a millionaire was to not have to change poopy diapers anymore. It's the only time I can think of where wearing a face mask actually makes sense. Now, if you're thinking, well, Jerry, I can't afford someone to fill up my golf carts with gas for me so I don't spill it all over myself and smell like gas all day, then don't buy the damn golf cart. Go without, not forever, but live like a minimalist for dirt cheap, remove all of the distractions of stuff in your life, focus on building a business, and then and only then, once you can buy the golf cart for cash and hire someone else to jumpstart it every day because your kids keep leaving the key in the on position, killing the battery, then go buy a golf cart or an exotic car or whatever material thing you want, but not until you can prevent it from taking up any valuable space in your brain. Okay, the second weird thing that has made me a millionaire is to move at least every five years, preferably every two to three years. And when I say move, 
I don't mean to the other side of town. Move somewhere where you don't know anyone. Somewhere far away from your family and your friends. More than likely, your friends and family are toxic or at best not pushing you to be your best self and they won't miss you that much anyways. For me, each time I've up and moved my family somewhere totally unfamiliar, that has created a complete reset in my life because it forces me to relearn everything. As soon as I don't need to use the Maps app on my iPhone to get around, it's time to move again because I know I'm hitting a comfort zone. Moving every few years keeps your life interesting, it forces you to reinvent yourself, it gives you permission to start over and be whoever you wanna be because no one will know any different anyways. I started doing this after the full-time RV trip. I had grown up my whole life in Michigan and basically lived in the same general area since I was eight years old. We went to the in-laws every Sunday for dinner like we were supposed to do and my life was on a hamster wheel because it was too familiar and hard not to be routine. After that RV trip, we settled out west in Alpine, Utah, which is one of the most beautiful places in the US. After five years in Alpine, my wife and I decided to up and move to Mesa, Arizona, and one month from initially making the decision to move, we were gone. That's how fast we did it. And because I valued so much the growth that comes from moving, we only lived in Arizona for two years before moving again. This time I took it a bit more extreme and we moved to the island of Puerto Rico. I convinced my wife to move to Puerto Rico for a little-known tax incentive called Act 60, which took me from the highest tax bracket paying almost 50% in taxes between state and federal to nearly zero in taxes, saving us millions of dollars a year. My wife didn't want to be irresponsible with the resources God has entrusted us with, so she went along with moving to Puerto Rico, but it was a big, fat lie. The real reason we moved to Puerto Rico is because I've always dreamed of living by the ocean and I hate California and there are too many old people in Florida on the Gulf side. If you don't believe me, just go to Fort Myers or Naples and you'll see what I mean. Now I live in a resort community on the Caribbean. I go snorkeling every day and I get around in a golf cart. And the best part about Puerto Rico is my 16 year old son doesn't have any friends. He's bored to tears, so guess who he hangs out with? Me. He's doing real estate deals now, and we do everything together, and he's about to get scuba diving certified, so we'll start doing that too. He hangs out with me not because I'm cooler than his friends, but because he has no choice. Do you have a teenager who doesn't want to spend time with you because you're lame? Then move somewhere where he or she doesn't have any options, and don't feel bad about it. You and I both know that your kid's friends are degenerates anyways. Then, as soon as your kid makes friends again with new losers and ditches you, move again. I think it's brilliant. The third weird thing that has made me wildly successful is to give up hobbies, TV, especially news, and the hardest one that I know you won't do, social media. Not forever, but until your business is off the ground and at least moderately successful, and even then keep this in check. Here's why this is so critical. Let's say that you sleep eight hours a day, which I don't because I have littles that get up early and my teenagers stay up late, so I'm screwed at both ends. But hypothetically, let's say that you get eight hours of sleep. That means you're left with 16 hours in a day, and let's say nine of those 16 hours are at your job, and let's say that you have one of those rare jobs where you actually work nine hours at your job. It's not a normal job where you get paid for nine hours, but you only actually work two or three hours, which by the way, the owner knows that, it's part of the system, which is why it's a dead-end job. So for argument's sake, let's say that you work nine hours at your job that leaves seven hours in the day, which is plenty of time to start a side hustle that you can turn into a full-time hustle and build a business. 
And today when so many people are lazy and entitled, the barrier to entry in most businesses is really low. It used to require an exceptional product or service to be successful, but not anymore. Now, no one wants to work. No one wants to take risk. It's easier to get a paycheck from the government and stay home. So you have the biggest advantage ever in history to be successful. Here in Puerto Rico, people are craving products and services and no one wants to step up and fill the needs. Anyways, let's take the remaining seven hours in a day after your job and hyper-focus those hours on building your business. That is more than enough time to start and build a real business. The problem is you're so incredibly distracted. You can't go five minutes without checking your phone so you don't ever get that side hustle going. Before you go to sleep and you're lying in bed, you're scrolling on Facebook. When you take a crap, you check Instagram. When you get home from work, you're so tired from working three hours at your nine to five that you convince yourself you deserve a little me time and you turn on Netflix or you play video games till the middle of the night or you hang out with your pretend friends who also aren't going anywhere in life. All of that is a huge distraction and mostly a waste of time anyways that makes you fat and addicted to something. Now, if you do the last weird thing I said and you move somewhere where you don't know anyone, that is the perfect time to do this and hyper-focus on your business. As far as social media, here's what I do. First of all, social media for me is a necessary evil. If I didn't need social media for business, I would not be on one single social media app. Number two, I only pick a few platforms and that's it. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and of course YouTube, but that's it. I don't do Snapchat or TikTok because my ideal audience isn't on those platforms. And if they are, I don't care because I can't bring myself to lower my IQ to spend time there. I'd rather lose potential business than destroy what remaining brain cells I have left. As a matter of fact, I only use social media to make my own post, and other than YouTube comments, I don't even answer the dozens of whack DMs I get on Facebook and Instagram every single day. My team does that for me. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a social media crackhead just like you, and I lack the discipline to not spend hours looking at someone's cheesecake they had for dinner, so to make sure I don't do that, Using the screen time feature on my iPhone, I set my social media apps on downtime after only five minutes of use per day, which is enough time to make a post and then maybe leaves me about two minutes to scroll through my feed and check out your fake vacation that you couldn't afford and financed on your credit card that you'll be paying over the next 30 years. So if I ever comment on your post, feel super privileged that you got a narrow slot of my attention. Now, once the five minutes are up, I can get a one minute extension and then to get more time to use the app, I have to enter a passcode, which only my wife knows. And whenever I ask her for more time on Insta, she says no, because the sunset that you posted has filters and is fake anyways. So I stopped asking for more screen time a long time ago. By the way, I do need to put the Zillow app on downtime on Sundays, because if church is boring, I'll look at houses for sale that I can flip which I'm pretty sure forfeits any blessings that I earned that week. The reason why social media and TV and video games are so distracting and addictive is because it's a cheap form of receiving dopamine, the feel-good hormone that your body releases when it feels pleasure. The problem is the sensory-seeking or reptilian part of your brain doesn't have proper context for what is good for you overall or long-term. It thinks it's okay to watch Netflix every night while eating Ben and Jerry's. Postponing or delaying instant gratification requires you engage the frontal cortex that has reasoning and morality and can think past what feels good right now. 
But the problem is most people lack the discipline to engage the frontal cortex of the brain when the easy fix is readily available and right in front of you. So a hack strategy is to make all of the easy, unhealthy dopamine releases really hard to get to. Can't eat junk food if it's not in your pantry. Can't play video games all night if you throw the controller away. Can't go drinking with your friends if you don't have any friends because you moved 2,000 miles away. And when it comes to starting or building a business, the biggest time suckers are social media, TV, video games, and friends. Now, I know you won't do it because you're too addicted to the easy dopamine hit, so do what I do and get someone to put your apps on downtime and tell them no matter how much you beg them to not give you the passcode for more time. The fourth weird thing that I did to become wildly successful, and this is definitely super weird, is that I got married young and I had 10 kids before I could afford them. I've been married now for 23 years and a few months, and like I said, we had 10 kids together, and yes, they all have the same mommy and daddy. We only planned on having four of them, but after number nine, I was like, okay, that's enough of this, so I had a vasectomy after number nine, and two weeks after the vasectomy, we got pregnant with number 10. So apparently I didn't drain the lines all the way, if you know what I mean. There was still one in the chamber, or maybe God has a sense of humor. Whatever the case, I didn't read the fine print, and I know you might be thinking right now, that's freaking weird, Jerry. What does having 10 kids have to do with becoming successful? I'm getting there, I promise. But first, when it comes to your spouse, there is no such thing as a soulmate. That sounds romantic, but it's not true. I'm pretty sure Disney made that up and everyone believed it. But if you're committed to having connection and intimacy and friendship, then nothing will teach you more about yourself and your flaws and your weaknesses, and nothing will help you grow and develop into a better human being than marriage and parenting. And waiting until you can afford to get married and have kids is a lie you tell yourself to just stay selfish. I'll tell you what, nothing is more motivating to bring home the bacon than mouths to feed. The beauty of marriage and having kids is it's really hard. And if you wanna be halfway decent as a spouse and a parent, it's brutally hard, especially if you're stubborn like me. The problem is, is if you never get married or you delay getting married, then you miss the opportunity to self-confront how annoying and inconsiderate you are sometimes. And if you are married and unwilling to confront how much of a selfish jerk you can be, and you quit early and get divorced, then you miss out on huge development and growth that will serve you exponentially in business. I can deal with anyone because I've had a toddler lose it at the grocery store. Now I see these kids nowadays that are 30 and 35 years old and still single, and they're the most self-centered, egotistical punks I've ever met, and I feel bad for them that they don't know what it's like to put someone else's needs ahead of their own. They're missing out on the experience of being a daddy and the feeling of being willing to do anything for that kid. They are so stuck on themselves that they don't know what it's like to have real intimacy with someone they really know and choose. Now, my wife is my best friend, and I also want to kill her sometimes, and she wants to kill me sometimes, but we are a powerful team when it comes to creating an exceptional marriage and family. Neither of us are interested in average or mediocre, and that carries over into my businesses and finances. I'm by no means a perfect husband or father, and I make a lot of mistakes, but having a family that means the world to me enriches my wealth because it gives me meaning and purpose and fulfillment. And last but not least, the fifth weird thing that made me a millionaire wasn't weird at all, but extremely critical to my success, I started doing real estate. 
Not the long-term rental model, which is garbage. I'm talking about flipping houses for 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. I just did a deal where I made an $85,000 profit for about an hour of work. Now, I even do a handful of seven-figure flips every single year. I'm talking about big checks right now and not piddly little cash flow that will take forever to reach any kind of significance in your life with rentals. And just like the four weird things I shared on this video, you probably won't start flipping houses either. It's gonna take a lot of focus and effort, but if you do wanna jumpstart your success, I put together a quick start kit with everything you need to get your first deal in the next 30 days. It will probably take you longer than 30 days, but 30 days is short enough for you to convince yourself to give it a try. And I'll give you my quick start kit for free, which is an $873 value, but you have to go to myquickstartkit.com to get it. You'll need to give me your email and join my 1 million email subscriber list. Then I'll email you the free quick start kit. If you don't see it, don't leave a comment and say, this is a scam, you lied and never got the free quick start kit. Don't be an idiot. Check your junk or spam folder in case your email provider put it there. And if you still don't see it, then you screwed up, not me, because it's all automated. And the reason why you have to opt in and give me your email to get the free quick start kit is because once you give me your email, you'll enter my funnel vortex and I'll start sending you emails every day for the rest of your life until you buy one of my programs. Now, if you don't like that too bad, it's for your own good. You'll thank me someday. But in all seriousness, if you plan on implementing anything I shared on this video, leave a comment and let me know. And since I'm not really on social media much, give me a little dopamine hit, please, and leave a comment and say, thanks, Jerry, you are a flipping genius. Finally, I want you to watch a video interview I did on a podcast where I share how I went from dead broke as a construction worker to a self-made millionaire in a three-year period of time. You might find it really insightful, so watch that now. And if you really wanna learn how to become wildly successful flipping houses and you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. Other than this video, there are almost 800 videos on my channel exclusively about how to flip houses, which is why this is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping. And I'll see you on the next video.